0: Then you will see clearly to remove the speck from your brother's eye. Do not give dogs what is sacred. Do not throw your pearls to pigs. If you do, they may be trampled, uh, they may be trampled, ooh, they may trample them, there you go, under their feet, and then turn and tear you to pieces. Amen. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you for your word. We thank you for the opportunity to dig into it, to, to get all the goodness out of it that you have for us. Lord, I pray this morning you'd open up our hearts and our minds to what you have. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I'm, I got one. I know. It didn't sound like when I was reading, but I got one. I got one. By a show of hands, how many people, this is your favorite set of verses in all the entire Bible? You got a couple? Yeah. Wow. A couple like big waves back there. Not a terribly um, popular set of verses. Not a terribly exciting set of verses. But I believe that this set of verses is one of the many provisions God has for us. You know, sin is not the, the hottest topic in the world, but maybe it should be because that's why Jesus came, right? Because we have sin in our lives, and we needed a Savior. We had walked away from him. But often what we do with our sin is what, what, like Adam did. When we sin, we run and we hide, right? And our world is that way. Our world is conditioning us to not talk about it, to not deal with it. They like to take this verse out of context, the first part of it, and it says, don't judge me. Right, Don't judge me. You can't judge me. Only God can judge me. It's true. God will definitely judge you. But it's also true that we are called as a community of believers to talk about this and to deal with our sin. And what I have noticed is that every time that the sin comes up in the Bible and every time God talks about dealing with sin, Jesus talks about dealing with sin, he talks about it in the form of community. He talks about it in the form of me and you. The world talks about it as I'm going to do all this by myself. I'm going to handle all this by myself. You handle all your stuff by yourself and all your problems by yourself and all that kind of stuff. But Jesus has taught us a different way. If you look throughout the Bible, it is all about community when we're dealing with these problems we have in our life. It shouldn't be shocking that God has provided and made provision for the healing of our sins all throughout the Bible. In Matthew 19, he's laid out a way that if you feel offended, how you should walk through it perfectly. He's laid it out perfectly, that how you should go and deal with somebody that, that has offended you or that has sinned against you. One of my favorites is John, as John, is James 5:16 says that you should confess your sins one to another, so that, does anybody know, that you may be healed. It's saying that, that if you have things in your life that nobody knows about, these hidden sins, these things that you don't, you don't tell anybody, it says you should go and talk to somebody so that you may be prayed for and you may be healed. That's how the community of Christ is supposed to work with sin. It's not meant for us to go run and hide. It's not meant for us to, to, to hide in shame. It's not meant for us to, to try and deflect. It's meant for us to talk about and say, hey, I'm here. I'm here with you. Come to me. One of the things I I think about often when I read these verses, is especially the James verses, am I that kind of person on both sides? Am I willing to expose my heart to people? Am I willing to expose the mess of my life to people? And am I the type of person that somebody might be willing to expose their life to me? Am I the type of person that is approachable enough, that is confident enough, that is willing to walk through the mess of life with somebody? Because it's not easy, right? It's it's pretty funny. Sin is abundant. Sin is around. We all know it. God knows it. Jesus knows it. We know it. But yet, we have such a hard time dealing with it. And it causes separation when we don't deal with it. It causes separation between individuals. It causes separation between me and my, my walk with the Lord and Jesus. When we don't deal with it, when we don't confront it, when we don't talk about it and get healing it causes a problem. In, in 1 John, I, I say it almost every morning that I'm doing um, confession here. First John says, if we bring all of our sin to the Lord, he says that he is faithful and he finds it just to forgive us and cleanse us of all unrighteousness. Not to sit there and say, why did you do this? What's wrong with you? But to cleanse and to forgive you. But yet often, we're like Adam. When we sin, We hide. And I think when we do those things, when we hide our sin, when we hide away and we get shameful, we end up in a situation like this in chapter 7 of Matthew, when it says, why do you look at the speck of sawdust in your brother's eye and pay no attention to the plank in your own eye? How can you say to your brother, let me take the speck out of your eye when all the time there's a plank in your own eye? You hypocrite. First take the plank out of your own eye. Then you will see clearly to remove the speck from your brothers. See, so when we don't deal with sin, when we don't have the relationships where we can go and talk to somebody and confess our sins, we don't come to the Lord and, and bring it before him and receive forgiveness and receive healing, you end up in this kind of situation, walking around with a huge plank sticking out of your eye. And what happens is when you let that sin just kind of roll around and you try and deal with it by yourself, it begins to build and begins to build, and what happens bitterness begins to set in. Anger begins to set in, depression begins, to set, anxiety, all these kinds of things begin to set in and we become people that then are looking at other people in all their mess, and all their little bit of mess, all the little bit of dust, and we are yelling at it and we are pointing at it and we are saying, hey, guess what's in your eye? And here we are with this big old thing sticking out of our eye. But Jesus has provided us a way to deal with this. Obviously, he's provided us a way for, through salvation, through forgiveness, but he's also provided us a way to deal with it. And it's got to happen through relationships, because I believe most people, when they're walking around with that big plank, and we always do it, some, at some time in our life, we have this problem where we're walking around with this big, huge thing in our life, and everybody around us knows it. And we know it, but we're just really not paying attention to it, right? But we don't have the relationships for somebody to say, hey, you got something going on in your life that ain't right. Can I help you with that? Can I help you with it? And then when we don't do that, we get in these kind of situations where we talk about judging others and not helping others. Just passing judgment, not willing to say, hey, I'm I'm here to help you. What do you got going on in your life? Because this is what happens here. It says that you have to take it out of your own eye so that you can continue to move forward. I'm sure you all have been there. Somebody has come to you and said, hey, you've got a problem that I see in your life. Anybody not been there? Nice. Okay, just make sure we're all on the same page. And and you've probably experienced one of two things, you've probably experienced both of them. I can think of very specific examples um, in my life where somebody has come and said to me, you know, hey, man, there's something going on in your life that, that is not right with the Lord, that is not right, and you've done this and you've done that. And I can remember this one instance when I was about, I don't know, nineteen or twenty, and this guy came to me and it was, it was a good friend of mine, and he just came with such humbleness and such peace and such patience and such kindness that right at first, because anytime anybody comes and tells you something's wrong in your life, there's a little bit of right, there's a little bit of jolt, a little bit of back stiffening, every time, at least for me. But after about five seconds of thinking, listen, buddy, I don't want to hear from you. I realized he's right. I realized. He was right, and, and we took some time, and, and we confessed, and, and, and I, I, I felt healed. I also remember a time when I was a little bit older, 25, 26 years old, and this guy came up to me and started just kind of telling me where I was wrong and just kind of going after me and, and coming in, and you know what? You know what happened there? Nothing. Not a thing. I didn't confess I began to then tell him about his large, rather the large plank in his eye. That didn't work well either. And I, I realize as I, as I read this, this is about relationships. This is about being humble enough to say, yeah, I got problems. It's hum, being humble enough to create those relationships. Those relationships don't just happen overnight. And I want to challenge you this morning. If you don't have those relationships in your life, begin creating them. I don't think you can just go out and find somebody and say, okay, this is definitely. I think you have to create them. And I think they create, you you start with yourself. You start with yourself being willing to open up. That's one of the things here that, that Jesus is talking about is first you have to start with yourself. I find it interesting. I think every time I begin to pray for almost anything in my entire life, God first begins to work in me. One of the things that when I was reading this, I immediately thought about, um, the, the baskets we pray over, the, the names in the baskets that we pray over. And I realized, you know, I've put a couple names in there, as I pray for them, if I'm diligent and if I'm, if I'm really trying to, to pray for them and, and be kind in it and not just trying to you know, pray for them to be fixed, I begin to realize God begins to change my heart first towards that person. Begins to soften my heart towards that person. Begins to make my heart a little more gracious towards that person. And that's what God does every single time when we begin to to do these kinds of things, especially if we're in earnest trying to seek the Lord. He begins to change you first. And here, that's what He's saying. You got to work on you first before you move forward. But you can't do it by yourself. If you work on you just all by yourself, you're going to keep coming back. Because there's nobody there to say, How's that going? What's going on in your life? Are you still struggling with this? Can I help you? Because we're not very honest with ourselves. We, we think to ourselves, oh, I got this under control. And as soon as that temptation or whatever it might be in your life comes around, there you are right back in it. You have to have the relationships. You need a friend that when you're walking around with that plank and you're beginning to get critical about people, and you need a friend that's willing to put their foot in your face and pull that bad boy out and say, hey, you've got a problem. Because when we remove that plank that's in our eye, The next step, if you read this, is not to point out the dust in somebody's eye. It's not to point out the speck in somebody's eye. It's not to tell them, hey, you've got this problem, deal with it. It says this, first take out the plank of your own eye, then you will see clearly to remove the speck from your brothers. You will see clearly how to help your brother with the problems that he's having. You'll see clearly how to help your sister walk through something that might be super difficult and that, that, that has got them bound and the sin that is, is holding them down. You'll see clearly to have wisdom to walk through this with people. This is not about don't tell people about their sin. Well, actually it is. It is about helping people be healed from their sin, walking people to the Lord so they can receive forgiveness for their sin. Walking alongside them so that they can walk in freedom from their sin. This is not about telling them about their sin. This is about using the provisions of God that they may be healed. Using the provision that is provided in James 5 that you come and confess to me, man, I pray for you. And you receive healing. You come and confess to the Lord. He finds him faithful and just to forgive you and cleanse you all of all of your unrighteousness. That if you have a problem with a brother, you are called to go and talk. To go and say, hey, this is what's going on, this is how I feel, this is, and work these things out. But we've made sin more about pointing it out versus walking in what God has decided in provision that, sorry, that provision that God has given us to be healed from it. We talk about sin as here's what you're doing wrong versus how can I help you walk through this? How can I help you overcome this? How can I help you be healed? So this morning, I want to challenge you. Do you have those kind of relationships in your life? Are you that kind of person that is willing to open up and start that? To say, here's my mess. Here's where I need help. Are you willing then to help others through their mess? Because sometimes that means getting out of our comfort zone. That means having to shut off our TV and go to somebody's house in an instance. To actually pick up our phone when we see that name come across instead of saying, oop, mm mm-mm. It means getting outside of our routine and getting outside of of just providing for ourselves and always being available. And that's tough. It's not easy, but it is life-giving. When somebody meets somebody that doesn't just turn their nose up at their sin and, and point a finger at their sin, but they meet somebody that says, Hey, I know somebody that can forgive you for all your sins. Hey, I can help you walk through this so that you may receive healing. Hey, not just that, but will you help me? If people start meeting those kinds of people in the world, those kinds of people in our church, life will begin to happen. Lives will change. People will be free. And we will walk in the fullness of what God has for us. Because often when we have the sin and we run and hide, we run and we're in shame. And we don't walk in the fullness. So I want to challenge you. Begin to create those relationships. Begin to be willing to talk about your stuff. Begin to be willing to help somebody walk through to receive healing. Don't run and hide. But let's build community that brings us closer to Jesus. Let's pray. Lord, I thank you and praise you that you have made a way. You have made a way so that we can have forgiveness of sins. You've made a way that we can be free from the things that bind us. Lord, you've made a way that we don't have to walk in those chains anymore. Lord, I pray for each and every one of us here that we'd be willing to do the work of that relationship. To walk through those things to open up our lives, to, to confess to one another, to pour out our hearts that we may be healed and move forward. That we'd be willing to help people remove the specks from their eye. Lord, that we'd be willing to let people in our lives to call us on our blind spots. or that we would build your church. That we would walk in unity. We would walk in community. And the provision you have given us for being healed and set free and forgiven from our sins. Lord, we pray all this in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen.